Hi everyone, I'm Hervin. I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round of Hervin and Tracy. Yay! Excitement noises! Hey, oh my gosh. They're here. Hi, Hev. Hi, Tracy McGee. What's up? It feels like a year since I've seen you. But it was yesterday? It was literally yesterday. It was. Less than 24 hours. I feel like somebody slipped some extra hours in there, honestly. Mm. Anyways, how's everyone's day going? Oh, uh, hey, I'm alive today. Ooh. In spite of myself. Yeah. Because myself had some other plans when I woke up this morning. I but hear I'm that. here. I hear that. Why are we here? What are we doing on the show today? <laughs> That's an excellent question. So he's a friend of the show. You may know him as Twitter savant Johnny Sun. I'm so excited. I'm so um, he just recently wrote excited. a brand spanking new book called Everyone's an Alien When You're an Alien Too. Can I just say that I cried for 24 hours after I read this book? It is surprisingly moving for being like a picture book for adults. Yeah. So I tend to avoid content like movies and songs and stuff that makes me cry or think about mortality or how we're going to die one day mm, or like sadness. That's my jam. Yeah, see, I that's schedule not, those. <laughs> I feel like my brain makes that content all the time anyway, so mm. I don't need to like seek it I out. I hear that. I hear that. But um, <laughs> this book like walks you through all of that in just like a very sweet, earnest, gentle, just like pure, such a pure way. Mm. I just love it so much. Aww. I can't wait to talk to him about it. Yeah. Um, ooh, haven't guessed what else we're going to do today. Ooh, what else? Do you remember that time we played a very uncomfortable game called Y'all's Parents Was Nasty? Oh my God, yes. I'm <laughs> uncomfortable already. <laughs> so it turns out that in my research for that game, I have like 8,000 other horrendous <laughs> no. songs to quiz you on. So let's do that today, maybe. No. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's going to be so fun. To quote uh, James Comey, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? I, oh, I do. What a time to be alive. Uh, well, let's do it. I'm excited slash not. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get the uncomfortable part just out of the way. All right. So I can start the apologies. <laughs> Hello and welcome to <laughs> Y'all's <laughs> Parents Was Nasty. They sure were. They sure bow, were, ladies bow, and gentlemen. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm your host, young Alex Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you are just hearing this game for the first time, here are the deets and here are the rules. Everybody loves to talk about how music today and kids these days are just gross and nasty and not romantic and just heathens and sinful and everything. But guess what we <laughs> learned it from? From y'all and your parents and your grandparents because nasty music is as American as apple pie. All right now. So, I'm going to quiz Young Heaven, a.k.a. Young Sippy Cup. <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> on a bunch of songs that were made before either of us were thoughts in anybody's mind. <laughs> um, so, we've got some horrible, horrible songs just for you. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, we're going to do this multiple choice style. I will give you the names of four potential awful, terrible, disgusting songs. I will give you the year that it was made. And you have to pick the title that is the real song. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so this time I'm switching it up a little bit, and you have categories to choose from. Please, give me options. Give your girl okay, some okay. options. Your categories are potent potables. No, no. <laughs> I just didn't know what else to call that category. <laughs> puns. Okay, okay. More puns. <laughs> the lost art of subtlety. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs> And you'd think that would be the worst category, but the worst category is actually just awful. Oh, no. So those categories, again, potent potables, <laughs> puns, more puns, the lost art of subtlety, oh. pussy, and just awful. I should also note that there's only one question per category. Okay. okay. I think we should start with <laughs> the lost art of subtlety. Oh, man, you picked a fun one. 
So all of these songs are songs in which, a little too on the nose, right? (laughs) This song was made in 1931. Oh, no. I should also say that most of these, I think, come from the jazz era for like the 20s, 30s, and like early Mm, 40s. America was going through it. America was gross. (laughs) Just like mad nasty. So your choices are Banana in Your Fruit Basket, (laughs) A Key for My Rusty Lock. I don't know why it's rusty. Yeah. I need a new farmer to plow my field. Okay. <laughs> and. <laughs> I mean, she was talking about an actual literal farmer, probably. <laughs> Could have been. Or was she? Uh, and finally, come on in my vestibule. No. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I hope you didn't make any of these up. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't want to talk about that part. You're right. I didn't make any of these up. You're right. Okay. I'm going to say the real one is. The rusty one, because why would why? Oh, no, young sippy cup. No. I am so sorry. No. The correct answer is banana in your fruit basket. <laughs> this charming ditty was made by Bo Carter in 1931. Oh, just, Bo. Oh, Bo. <laughs> he just wanted to put his banana in your fruit basket. I've got a brand new lid. All I need is a woman. Says a bar in my bread. <laughs> and I'm telling you, baby, I sure ain't gonna night. Mm. Let me put my banana in your fruit bag, <laughs> and I'll be satisfied. Get in his face. <laughs> now I got the white gold, my baby got the tub. We gon' put them together, gonna rub, rub, rub. Then mm. I'm telling you, baby, I sure ain't got a knife. Let me put my banana in your fruit bag, <laughs> and I'll be satisfied. <laughs> I think I think we got it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Um, fun fact: this is really disturbing for me because this man sounds like all of my uncles in no. Kentucky. So <laughs> really uncomfortable. It just to sounds to. like you're about to listen to like some Beach Boy shit or something. Yeah, it is. Like put my banana in your fruit box, baby. <laughs> you want this dick in the morning? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's what I'm saying to you right now. <laughs> if someone were to remake this song today, that's what it would be called: Dick in the Morning. <laughs> All right, your categories, once again, are potent potables, puns, more puns, pussy, and just awful. <laughs> well, maybe we should we should scale it down a little. Let's go with, <laughs> let's go with puns. All right, Some puns. for the heart. <laughs> Okie dokes. Okay, this song, the year is 1949, okay? And I've learned in my research that making big, obvious, grandiose puns mm. that are obviously about sex mm-hmm. was like a thing back then, mm-hmm. right? So all of these songs... Are such songs. Again, the year is 1949. Your answers are Pluck My Strings, <laughs> The Tallest Boy in Town, <laughs> The Spinach Song, <laughs> what? <laughs> right? And The Best Butter Turner in Town. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded very intrigued by the butter turner. <laughs> I am a little. I'm going to go with the butter turner. Yeah. Uh, no. No, that one. Another Tracy brain creation. Yeah. We don't have to point that out every every time. You don't have to remind nobody. The correct answer is the spinach song. No. It's a song Why? made by Julia Lee and her boyfriends. That was the name of the group. 
<laughs> she was like, you know what? What? What am I? What am I friend? Y'all don't even get names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I respect that. Actually, shout out to Julia Lee. Yes. And I actually, it's it's cute. Okay. It's the least of the worst on here. <laughs> Yes, Nina on the table. <laughs> I used to run away from the stuff, but now somehow I can't get enough. I did like it the first time. Oh, how it grew on me. I didn't like it the first time. I had it on a date. All like it was trash. The was the worst time. Wasn't doing it. It wasn't right doing now, it. Right now I think it's great. Somehow it's always hitting the spot. Yes. Especially when they bring it in hot. I didn't like it the first time. But oh, how it grew on me. Wow. You know, I mean, obviously, she's obviously talking about sex. <laughs> I forgot the song. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so in the intro to the song, she says, the first time I tried spinach, I didn't like it. Oh, my and God. And then she jumps into the rest of the song where wow. she's clearly talking about dick. Okay. She's like, it was trash the first time. <laughs> but then you found out what to do. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, girl. I got it. Yeah. Shout out to Julia Lee and her boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about this is that we're just drinking water. We have no Yo, liquor. I'm just gassed off that. Who needs who needs spices when you got gross songs that your grandparents listen to? Okay, you have remaining potent potables, more puns, pussy, and just awful. Let's go with potent potables. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like whenever Alex Trebek says that in Jeopardy, I'm like, I don't know what that shit means. <laughs> what the hell is it? So it felt like it fit. Yeah, so since this category means nothing, here's just some song okay, titles. nothing. <laughs> uh, the year is 1947. Again, apparently a really gross year for all of your ancestors. Um, I think there's a lot of existential dread in the in the world at the time. <laughs> Must have been some economic anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The potential uh, titles are Gimme That Honeycomb. Okay. Snatch and Grab It. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Featuring Donald Trump. Oh. 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 I wasn't ready. I wasn't either. I was like, I say that? A dog with a bone and my sugar bowl, <laughs> which I may or may not use to refer to my lady parts to this day. I'm going to go with my sugar bowl. Hmm. No. Oh, my God. Unfortunately. <laughs> Yo, the sugar bowl was also the, the like, local... The uh, milkshake spot in Arthur. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that was low-key on my mind as well, mm. even though it's so inappropriate because that's a children's no, show. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I see the logic, but and then I was like, no, it's okay. It no. happens. The correct answer is snatch and grab it. Oh. Fun fact. You remember Julia Lee and her boyfriends? <laughs> this is them again. Okay. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> <laughs> Opportunity knocks but once and don't come back no more. Grab it in the night, grab it in the day, grab it right now, it'll get away. You better snatch, you grab it. Snatch, Why is she on the move like this? <laughs> Slow down, girl. She got places to be. <laughs> Grab it in the east, grab it in the west, grab it in the place where you hold it best. You better snatch and grab it. And they're so upbeat. Snatch and grab it. Better snatch and grab it. 
<laughs> it is on the go. You know? <laughs> I get right. it, girl. I get it. Yeah, she's just like, you better hurry up. I got shit to do. <laughs> I you go snatch that. it and grab it or no. Shout out to Julia Lee and her boyfriend. Yes. Okay, so we have time for one more category. You have three more to choose from. Those categories are more puns, pussy, and just awful. <laughs> I gotta admit, I'm curious. What it? What isn't just awful? <laughs> All right, just remember, this is your choice. You did this. You did this to our. I was listeners. warned. It's literally just awful. <laughs> they are just the all terrible. Thing. The year is 1938. She swallowed it. What's that? Smells like fish. <laughs> the cock eater and big dick blues. Hmm. I feel like the big dick blues is like American racism showing. You know what? Is Good point, it? but that is not the no! answer. <laughs> the answer, unfortunately, is what's is that it fish? smells like yes. fish. Uh, it made me it. the saddest. It really did. Uh, this is a charming ditty called What's That Smells Like Fish by Blind Boy Fuller. 1938, you look so stressed out. Is it because he's blind? Is he blind and he's smelling? I don't like this situation at I'm all. I'm not a fan. <laughs> really is about like some fried catfish that his wife is cooking <laughs> you still got to contend with him thinking that these are vaginas that he's smelling you know so it's it's not not a great situation for anybody to be in um young sippy cup you know uh it's tough today mm, was a tough game mm, it was but you know thankfully for you i have pages of more terrible songs oh yeah you mean <laughs> <laughs> so we will revisit I'm, so I'm that you can thrilled <laughs> But you did great studio audience. Give it up for Oh, Evan. my God. For basic participation, Join I guess. Join us next time <laughs> on Y'all Parents Look Nasty. <laughs> I'm trying to be chill right now. You got it. <laughs> Do, am I doing okay? You look great. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Took a shower today. But I'm so excited about I guessed because I guessed wrote a book that ruined me in a really great okay. way. <laughs> I'm still kind of crying. Um, he is a researcher, designer, engineer, artist, comedian, oh, author, God. playwright, etc., etc., <laughs> and the human being behind the account Johnny Sun on Twitter, J O N N Y Sun, and he's a little alien and he's just trying to figure out how Earth works. And I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, also, you know, getting your PhD in urban studies and MIT, Fingers crossed, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Fingers crossed like you're not doing it. Yeah. Um, and his book is called Everyone's... I don't know how to pronounce Ale. We'll just do Alien. Alien. I've been saying Alien. Okay. Everyone's okay. an Alien spelled A-L-I-E-B-N. Yes. yes. Called Everyone's an Alien when you're an alien, too. Correct. It's beautiful. Welcome oh, to the thank show. You. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So... The way that I realized, the way that I was made aware of your existence on this planet. Mm -hmm. So when I saw Hamilton for the first time. Oh my goodness. I know I hate myself too. <laughs> um, I met a gentleman named Lin-Manuel Miranda after mm -hmm. the show. Life Lex. Um, You know, just a little bit. And I remembered, what I remember most is being so flustered because I'm the biggest dork when I meet people that I'm like excited about. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, don't say anything stupid. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I remember is he was telling me about some alien who has a Twitter account. Oh. And I was just like, I don't get it. He was like, yeah, Johnny Sun's coming later, and he's, he's got this Twitter account, he's an alien, and he spells oh. stuff crazy, and 
I was like, what? <laughs> but I also didn't want to be like, what? I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so it seems like a different, uh, it seems like a difficult thing to describe. So mm. what is this book about? It's kind of loosely based on like this character that I um, was working on on Twitter, which is basically like, an alien who is trying to figure out like, the world mm-hmm. and to navigate like human life and stuff. And this is an actual like alien from in a little baby from alien. Outer, outer yeah, space. yeah. That's like my my avatar is like mm-hmm. a drawing of like a little alien trying to it's figure so things cute. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the book is kind of like the explicit version of that. Which and this it's a it's a story. It's about three hundred pages. I call it like an adult length picture book. Because um, it is drawn like a picture book, but it's a longer one. Hmm. Um, but it's about an alien who comes to Earth with the intention to study humans, and then instead, like, meets a bunch of animals and like plants and stuff, and thinks they're humans, and starts talking to them instead, mm-hmm. and um, just like learning about all these different like struggles that all these characters go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where does Johnny and the Johnny Sun account, like, where do you intersect? Yeah. Like, what pieces of your personality do we find in the alien? I mean, I feel like it's pretty one-to-one. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's, I, I just treat it like a personal account. And I think part of um, the fun of it is having, like, that slight, like, veil of anonymity mm-hmm. lets you, or lets me be, like, more honest and more open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to, like, just talk about the shit that I want to talk about anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, I think, like, that's that's kind of the fun part. I, I mean, like, doing the character and figuring out the character has been really cool. But it's it's mainly just me. Like, I just treat it as a personal account. So, uh-huh. And I'm just glad to, like, tell jokes and that people like it and stuff. Can I just, like, read a tweet? <laughs> Is that <Sure>. awkward? <laughs> I, I found this one the other day. I was like, ooh, yes. Look at this little gem in my life I needed. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Pours the alcohol on the ground. Pour one out for my homies. My homies are all the rocks on the ground. Heck yeah. <laughs> ha ha. No stone left on turns. <laughs> uh... <laughs> that is delightful. Unturned. I get it. Like, this is just, this is art. <laughs> so that's just a little sense of the oh, artiste. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Excellent. A reading. A um, reading of a tweet. Yeah. Being good at Twitter is hard. There's it's a lot of really cool. bad people. Mm. Or people oh, yeah. who are just really bad at Twitter. Yeah. I'm very interested in, like, your Twitter process. Like, do you get an idea? for a tweet and you like draft it you have like a little workshop or just like you think of it you tweet it like what's the process yeah I mean I treat it the same as I treat like any creative process I guess like especially with with the tweeting I just kind of like walk around with a notebook all the time or like Mm. either with a notebook or just my notes app on my phone and I just keep like a log of all the stuff that I think might be interesting to talk about and then at some point I'll just sit down and like sometimes it takes half an hour to like figure out what to tweet which sounds silly um (laughs) but it's it's, yeah Yeah, it's literally just like sitting down and like figuring out what the take is i try to treat it like um stand-up or comedy or just like a a real writing gig so it takes up a lot of time i'm not taking this shit seriously (laughs) i'll be even like oh that's a good tweet (laughs) and then sometimes i'll tweet it nobody likes it that's fine but before you were a twitter person Mm-hmm. You are a human person. That's correct. <laughs> I, I, some would say I still am a human person. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. um, and our producers tell us you're from Canada. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. That's wild. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's crazy. That's why. That's the entirety of my question. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, I am from Canada. I moved here like four years ago for school. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. So you're still kind of new here. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. Absolutely. And that's like kind of what inspired the alien thing, too, because... Mm. Like, people say Canada and the U.S. are kind of similar, but moving here was a very strange experience. Okay. Talk to me about all this, because I'm going to Toronto. Uh-huh. This will be my first time in Canada next month. All right. What do I need to know? What do I need to avoid? 
I feel like Toronto's way more chill about race than okay. the U.S. Like I'm first thing to know. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I would believe this. <laughs> Where did you grow up? I grew up like right downtown in Toronto. So like just in like in the intersection of all this stuff, and um, I didn't know how Americans talked about race until I got here, and it was like Ooh. it was a very strange experience. How do yeah, Canadians really. talk about race? We kind of don't. Like that's part of the good and the bad thing because mm. um, it's it's not as much of like. A point, I guess. Um, but at the same time, we don't have discussions about race as much, mm. at least in my experiences and in my like the way I grew up and where I grew up and stuff. I was just going to ask if this is something that you see as a detriment. Like, should they be talking about race more in Canada? Or is it like, you know, it's things are pretty chill. We're not killing each other. So we can. I mean, it's, a, a, little it's a little bit of both. But I think like there are um, there's definitely like racism still exists in Canada because mm. racism exists everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I think it could, like, work to talk a bit more about it. I think my, like, situation was, like, I grew up in a very multicultural high school, mm-hmm. and um, I had friends, like, of, from everywhere. And it was never, like, oh, I have, like, a black friend here and, like, mm-hmm. an Asian friend here and mm-hmm. whatever. It was just, like, we all kind of hung out and didn't really, like, self-reflect on that. Did you self-identify as Asian when you were... I actually didn't really think about, like, my identity as, like, an Asian person and, like, an, a Canada-born Asian mm. person mm. until very recently, I guess. Mm-hmm. Part of it is, like, I moved here for um, architecture school, and mm. I went to Yale, which is for architecture, which is, uh, yeah, I know, it was a very <laughs> tough place to get through. Mm. And especially architecture, which is, like, a, still a very, like, white, old yeah. male field. Yes. And so, like, primarily the student body was, like, the people who were, like, chosen to be relevant in mm. school were like primarily white and male. And then there was like one black kid in our class from he was an Ethiopian. And um, Hey, shout yeah. out to you. <laughs> shout out to Ham's cousin. <laughs> yeah, and like a smattering of like Asian kids and stuff. But it was like that made me realize it for the first time, I think. Mm. Maybe being in a place where um the people in power were predominantly old white men. Mm. Which wasn't the case before. I guess it wasn't as um intense before yeah how did you navigate adapting to that i had a very tough time i don't think i ended up doing it successfully because that was like one of the first times i really felt invisible or ignored and like passed up instead of trying to like really push my way through i kind of just like retreated and did other stuff so like while i was there i started writing plays again and working on the theater and this is when i started the twitter account and started like telling jokes because i was like oh if i'm gonna be heard somewhere i'm just Mm -hmm. gonna like do it online (laughs) (laughs) and i would imagine that as you're running this twitter account where you've got this little alien trying to make his way through the world that had to have been therapeutic for you which you're trying to make your way through this new white ass society (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean that's um yeah that was kind of when the character started when i I got there and i was like i feel new here and i feel different and i'm trying to figure this out what were some of those moments um hmm a lot of the times were like i wasn't like tuned to look at it through a racial perspective but then i at every review which is essentially like a panel of other architects who come in and like kind of critique your work for your finals and stuff, which is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) I I realized like in the third year was like the first time I saw like an Asian male architect come in and kind of do things. And I was like, oh, I've been through this for three years and I didn't see someone like me doing that. But yeah, I think that's one of the big things when I realized like, oh, there are the people who are teaching this and like the, I guess the structures involved are very old fashioned in that way. Mm. Man. 
Yeah. Never too old for culture shock, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like it can yeah. just hit you in the face <laughs> at any point. So tell us a little bit more about how that translated into starting this Twitter account. I mean, like part of the the reason I started was in Toronto, I was part of like the school sketch comedy group called School Night. We all like wrote comedy together and like we were just like an undergrad Ooh, kind of group cute. and it was fun and cute. And, <laughs> like, remember it was any family. of the sketches? <laughs> I mean, I directed a show, so I have like a whole Oops. thing of sketches. <laughs> the backbone of it was just like struggling to get through school and like being able to accept who you were even if you weren't like succeeding the way other other people were trying to like tell you to or and just like feeling okay about getting through things so like mm. our act one finale it's like a musical sketch comedy show mm. um, and our act one fina- finale was like a spoof on that killer song that goes like I got soul but I'm not a soldier <gasps> I love the killers yeah yes. but, but like I re- reimagined it to be like this dystopic thing where like the professor is on like a giant screen and like it's like very 1984 <laughs> and then that uh, middle part that bridge was I might fail but I'm not a failure and mm. all the students like standing up on the desks and like screaming that and stuff oh, so. that's so, <laughs> so inspirational I mean like everyone in the front row cry. Oh, <laughs> yes, good, good. Speaking of, how does it feel? Because people have to tell you that you make them cry all the time, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, that's true. What does it feel like? I feel kind of bad and kind <laughs> of like, oh, like mainly it's just like, it's kind of cool because I usually write all this stuff for myself. Like I'm writing it to figure out my own feelings about things and, and trying to sometimes like putting a specific feeling into words really mm-hmm. helps me kind of process it and understand or just like be able to reference it and go back and like understand understand it from a more concrete way. Mm-hmm. And so when someone like reacts that way to something I write, for me it's kind of like, oh, I found like a kindred spirit out there. Yeah. Or someone like out there understood this like weird thing that I'm feeling that I wasn't able to express mm-hmm. until this point and it helped someone else kind of put words to it too. Yeah. So that's really cool for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like we made like this tiny connection um mm-hmm. out in the world, I guess. This is the most yeah. formal interview. Like, <laughs> interview, but I'm still surprised. Sometimes you, or I guess often I feel like you're categorized as what is called weird Twitter, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard to explain if you're not on Twitter, but like, you know, loosely yeah. kind of absurdist. I feel like there are specific accounts like fart or something. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, it's at fart. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. At dog boner. They're hard. It's hard to describe, <laughs> but it's basically synonymous with kind of a, an ironic, sardonic yeah. tone. Okay. And it's, I feel like you're pretty earnest. Yeah, I think that I think the weird Twitter thing was like really a, like this is like gonna sound so weird to talk about out loud, but weird Twitter is like a that was like a thing around 2012. Mm. Like that that was a pretty accurate label. Um, and everyone, obviously, par- us, who was part of Weird Twitter, hated that label. But right. You know, it's like when all those black Twitter thing pieces came and out. Yeah. We literally just black on Twitter. Come on. We literally just weird on Twitter. That's But, yeah, I mean, that was like a loosely connected group of, like, basically anonymous accounts who were, like, tweeting weird, surreal, kind of absurd jokes. It's turned into a lot of, like, the irony thing, um, which makes me upset because a lot of like the people who are like quote good unquote at quote weird twitter unquote <laughs> <laughs> were um, pretty funny people and then eventually like time progressed and I I guess people got bitter or they changed and now a lot of like the people who were synonymous to weird twitter are very like ironic and kind of mean and uh, sardonic and stuff. Yeah, you yeah. said you'd like to see the death of irony. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not into Death irony. Death to irony. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. I'm intrigued. I mean, there's so the internet's so um, good at like 
at irony anyway. And I just think there's a lot of it. And mm. it gets in the way a lot of the time because I think the function of irony is to kind of be like, oh, you either like are on my side and get the joke or you're, you're an idiot and you mm-hmm. don't. And like, let's laugh at all That's the idiots who, does, who don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I weaponize it. <laughs> go off, Tracy, go off. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, well, how do you use it then? How? What is your... Oh, I don't actually. <laughs> okay. uh, it's just bullshit. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that I spend a lot of time thinking about like mm-hmm. irony. Yeah. Mostly because I still don't know if I know like the actual textbook meaning of irony. Sure. Like when people started talking about, Ugh, nobody's using irony in the right way. <laughs> I was like, am I using irony? <laughs> so I kind of like backed away. Yeah, but, but no, you use like sarcasm. Yeah, I'm an asshole. Yeah, I try to be like a nice one or that's, like an asshole for like useful things. An asshole yeah. for justice. That's exactly. That's great though. I think that that's fine. Like I, I, I yeah. like for me, like I think I have like a very extreme definition of what irony is online because irony to me is like when someone is tweeting me death threats and. Being being like, oh, you don't get it. I'm just like having a joke. And I'm like, it's not funny when you say you have my address and know where I live. Does that happen to you? It has. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's happened. Has it happened to you? Oh, every day. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is what being a woman on the internet is like. And being a woman of color and being a black woman. Yeah. Yeah, specifically. specifically. We get some pretty fucked up shit in our DMs. Fun times. Um, So the internet is... A lot of it's shitty. Yeah. That's because there are a lot of shitty people who have access to the internet. Sure. However, you remain optimistic. Yeah. I'm more on the Black Mirror side of the spectrum where I'm like, Uh this is where we're headed and (laughs) and this is is it. How do you stay so positive when, like, there's so much trash on the internet? Yeah. Well, I think I've seen enough cool stuff that happens online that it gives me, like, a little bit of hope. Like, a lot of my friends, like, my really close friends in real life are people that I met through Twitter originally. Yes. Don't listen to your parents. Meet all of the people. Meet all the people on the internet. Exactly. Uh, I live by that, for real. I mean, unless they wear serial killer glasses. And everybody knows what those are, right? Obviously. Telltale signs. Yes. First first, first clue. Oh, he was wearing the glasses. Oh, come on. What you know? But I've met so many people, like, even now. Like, we're hanging out partially because of the internet. It's true. (laughs) I'm into some tears, this whole conversation. And it's been fun to, like, make friends and, like, meet people in real life that you know through Twitter. Because I feel like on Twitter, you get a different side of someone. Mm -hmm. Like, a side that they sometimes aren't willing or able to, like, put out in the real world. And then I feel like there's, like, a bit of, like, a different kind of truth to, like, their persona online if they choose to mm-hmm. present themselves that way. Mm-hmm. And I I try to do that, too. And so when, when you meet someone like-minded like that in real life, then you, like, kind of skip the first, like, three or four times yeah. you hang out with someone and you just get to the part where, like, oh, I already know you. Like, this mm-hmm. is just, like, a normal time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. And, like, people had... there there's, There was a couple that found each other, like, through my comments on one of the tweets and, like, got married. Uh, what? And, like, it was crazy. Oh, my God, did you go to the wedding? Oh I was invited. <laughs> <laughs> That is the cutest. Oh, okay. So something else that I want to talk about as far as like Twitter and going viral and virality. You had these adorable bots. Yeah. And somebody stole them. Uh-huh. Can you tell uh, me more about what happened? What? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You're stealing your bots. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is like another thing about the internet that is um, a bit wild. So I had a bot called Tiny Care Bot, which I made like. In November, like right after the elections. Because um, <laughs> you knew then that we was going to need. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, <laughs> Dang. Let's get a big care bot. Yeah, yeah, I need a giant one now. <laughs> I want one to like follow me around and give me hugs Aww. all the time. This, this is my little tiny care bot. I need it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, after the election, I had found like 
I couldn't get out of bed for days. I was like just in bed. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. I was just like scrolling through mm. Twitter specifically because I was like, give me something that's good. Like, mm. give me a piece of good news that like yeah. we instead of watching this like train wreck and like collectively grieving and everyone's screaming at each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, oh, I need like a thing to remind me to to take care of myself um, in just small ways that'll like just I, I realized like as soon as I like was able to put down the phone for a minute, mm-hmm. then I could it would kind of break the spell, right? And, and I was like, like, shower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you remember when you leave the Twitter days? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, what happened? <laughs> when you put your phone down, you look in the mirror, you got like a beard and like it's all grimy. Yeah, exactly. like, when did this happen? <laughs> <What> happened? <laughs> so I made this little bot that essentially does that. And they're all like small actionable items like get a sip of water or like get a breath of fresh air or like mm-hmm. even just like look out the window, which sometimes breaks the spell. Yeah. Um, so I did it for me and I was like, oh, this is cool. And I'll, so then I was like, okay, I'll like kind of put it out and see what people like about it. And like my my bot wasn't like the first. There's a long history of I think self care bots mm. on Twitter. Ooh, yeah, there are a lot of cool ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite one I think I put in the newsletter once is called Yay Friends Bot. Yeah, and it's just like I think you're so cool. Yeah. I'm like thank you, Yay Friends Bot. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you retweet it, it'll tweet like a an affirming message just that you like yeah. you look great today. Yeah, I love like, that. I know you're That's not a real beautiful. person, but this works for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. There's like a I think there's one called like queer self care or something mm. that like is very supportive of like the queer community and. And people. Mm-hmm. Wait, so who stole this lovable bot? So Wait, yeah, right. the, so my bot was um, like the structure of it was like it's an emoji and then like a self care thing, mm-hmm. and then someone just like straight up started like stealing the tweets, and it like they Ugh. didn't even steal it as a bot. Like what do you they mean didn't steal stealing? it. So they just like copied and pasted the tweets onto like a more popular account onto or? their own account that was called effort. I don't remember. It was called like small. Care bot or something. Oh my it god! Was, it's mini, definitely it was the greater value brand. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but so the uh, yeah, I mean the thing about the internet is like there are a lot of um, people oh. who are just there to like turn profits, right? Mm-hmm. And to to oh, people just, love this joyous thing. Yeah, I can How ruin can it. I Let me make, make money, money off of this. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That is a cardinal rule of the internet. So I. I have I once had a viral thing. Yeah. And like I know that there comes a point where it's kinda like not your well, I guess it's like as somebody who's never had kids, it's exactly like having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and like the baby gets older and like they move out on their own and like you can't keep it safe anymore, you know? It's just like out there in the world and you can't really like police it and like it's kinda like not your thing anymore. So sure. how did it physically feel to see that somebody had just like jacked all your shit and just oh, like Put it on this other name. It was terrible. It, like it, it feels horrible, right? You're kidnapping like your baby's yeah. home. <laughs> and it's like this is uh, this is something that I worked on and and was proud of. And like I think more importantly for me was this felt like a piece of me that I like was able to like articulate and put online. Like I think when I tweeted about it, I was like, I made a Horcrux, guys. Oh. <laughs> like, like, like it is. Um, oh my check this out. I split myself into this thing. Um, mm. There's like this hidden secret network of people online who they kind of run all like the big joke stealing accounts and like the big the the big mm-hmm. like like Dory and like just common white girls girl. common white oh, girl yeah, yeah um, all of those like popular twitter accounts are like run by oh. four annoying white guys yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah like total trash dudes the people who stole my tiny carebot thing were part of like that type of person Mm, Um, and it's wild it's wild because like you know they're gonna make money off of it and they were able to just like grow it like 
it has, I think, 200,000 followers at this point mm. because they just, like, do the shady shit and they, like, wow. direct other people to it. And it's it's just, like, it's frustrating because there's nothing you can do yeah. about it. And you can try to get it shut down, but it came back. Like, what really pissed me off is, so now I think it's rebranded. It, I think it's called... Which is, this is horrible that I'm talking about because I'm giving them free publicity. <laughs> we'll very dramatically bleep out the name. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> exactly. uh, but one of my followers found an account called Shop. And it's like clearly the same branding and stuff. So, and they were like, oh, they're they're just going to release like a shop for all this stuff. Oh, that wow. they stolen from me. Jesus. Um, and they're going to make a bunch of money from that. So how do, you, how do you explain any of this to your parents? Yeah. My mom is actually really good. She like she gets it because she follows me on Twitter, and like every time I tweet something that she doesn't like, she'll be like, "You should delete this tweet." I want to know which ones she wants you to delete. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. Like, what could you possibly tweet is not mom friendly? <laughs> or sometimes she'll be like, "You have not tweeted a joke in a while, so like maybe you should tweet something." Get these jokes up. Yeah, she's like my unofficial manager. But she reads all my all my tweets, and so she gets it. Like she, um, she kind of like gets has a sense of like all my friends now on Twitter. It's Aww. like it's kind of fun. It's a little uh, bit strange. I love though. that. Yeah, I forbade my mother to friend <laughs> any. I tried to. Um, yeah, I, and then I just gave up. I was like, you know what? Do what you want. Yeah, to. do just, your thing. Just yeah. do. I'm not gonna block you. Yeah. I'll right, friend Mom. you, but I will not block you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, self care is a thread that runs yes. throughout so much of the stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. Do you feel a responsibility to do that? Oh, absolutely, because um, there are a few things. One is I'm aware of, like, how many people read my stuff online, so I try to make things positive in, in like, not a cheesy way. Like, I try to be, like, realistically positive. Or, like, mm-hmm. the way I think about it is, like, everything's trash already. But given that, here's, like, a little positivity in spite of that. Mm-hmm. And mainly it's, again, it's, like, mainly for me to try to stay positive. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's such an excellent summary of your Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things are trash. Here's, this is what we got. Yeah. yeah. This is what we got. We're trying here. Yeah. And that's what, what moved me so much about your book. Oh, thank you. Um, so I feel like my favorite part of the book is one that really encapsulates, like, the feel of the book and mm-hmm. also of your Twitter account, too. So in this particular scene, you, we've, we've got our alien who's looking kind of stressed out because he's just learned that, like, life is hard and also is going to end one day. Yeah. Like, we're going to die one day. <laughs> And he's standing with this snail, and the snail says, look, life is bad. Everyone's sad. We're all going to die. But I already bought this inflatable bouncy castle, so are you going to take off your shoes or what? And I was like, this is what life should be. (laughs) Everything's trash, but we're still here. We still have to live it, so try to have some fun somewhere. Yeah. It makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that um, that resonates, too. Do they have adult bouncy castles? We should invest, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Put yeah. our money where our mouth yeah. is. <laughs> I want like a personal one. <laughs> like instead of like like a bathroom stall size bouncy castle that I just get to stand just in and me. bounce yeah. on. Yeah. Because sometimes you just need to go bounce on some yeah. stuff. I mean, that, like the, again, like the book was very personal to me, and I was like writing it to kind of help me figure out some of the stuff and put words to it and put a thing to it. But like, I think part of that was also like last year was the first year I started therapy. 
Um, and like the first year, tell I realized, me more, like, tell yeah, me more. Like, let's get into this. We're familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the both of us recently got back into therapy. Oh my god! Uh-huh. Like a my week appointment's ago. literally tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Wish me luck. I'm trying not to get too excited because you know it's so like dating. Your first, like since you're mm-hmm. back, oh, yeah. It's just like I don't it's know. It's your first yeah. therapist date. I know. Oh, I hate it. Oh. <laughs> Do you have yeah, a bunch great. of them like lined up to like? I don't. Just like my date. Anyways, let's not talk about me. You started therapy last year, so like. The other part of like why I think it's important to talk about self-care is um, growing up as a non-white kid, mm-hmm. I, like therapy was never discussed. It was never an option. I like didn't yeah. even know that like anxiety and depression like were Same. applicable to us, yeah. right? Um, and so like I, I didn't really think about the fact that I could like go see a therapist and like talk about my anxiety and depression and stuff until I kind of just reached out and tried and I was like, is this for me? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if mm. this is a thing. And they're like, oh, it's definitely for you. Yeah. <laughs> you what should was, be doing this. What was that decision like? Were you, like, worried or nervous that it meant that, like, you're weak and you couldn't do it by yourself? Did you, were other people, like, inc- did you talk about the decision with anybody else? Or was it just, like, a private internal decision? That you um, it was a little bit of both. Like, my partner, I talked to her about it and she was really supportive of it. Um, I didn't talk to my parents about it because I knew they'd be like, this isn't for you. Like Asian people, actually, when I did tell my parents, the first reaction was like, I don't think that this is right. Like they're like, Asian people don't get anxious or depressed. We just like work through it. Mm. And I was like, nah, I think this is a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It could could be an actual thing. Parents, I'm going to have to push back on that. (laughs) (laughs) This is language I learned in therapy and it's helping me confront you about this. (laughs) I understand. I feel that. Yeah. Um, But then the other thing was like the internet was just really good about that because like that's where I learned Mm -hmm. that like people were open about it and talking about Mm -hmm. it and it was okay to like to do that. And so I kind of realized how helpful that was for me, and so I tried to do that as well now. But yeah, I mean, the reason I started was because I just started my PhD program, and it was like a place where I just felt like I I was surrounded by like really smart, intimidating people, and I was just like, oh, this is terrifying, (laughs) and I feel like out of place, and I feel like I shouldn't belong here, and I was having like a lot of kind of issues. imposter syndrome. Yeah, and like low self-confidence, and just like trying to figure out what I was doing and so I was like this seems like a good time to like to try this out and mm-hmm. and it worked and so like part of the reason why I'm so interested in talking about it on Twitter is because I know now that there's like a subset of people who follow me who are like young Asian kids mm. um, who when I first like tweeted pictures of myself were like oh my god I like had no idea that an like, Asian in the wild exactly basically <laughs> yeah and like an, an Asian in like in comedy especially Aww, and um, and in writing and people I'd never seen like people had tweeted me and being like, I didn't even think that you could be an Asian person. Wow. Because I never, th- like, there was never a possibility. Yeah. I think there's this thing, because before meeting strangers off the internet, which is like a normal everyday thing, <laughs> there was this, uh, especially for somebody who feels like there's a serial killer following her all the time. <laughs> there was this very real fear for me of like once my real name is attached to this account, oh, which yeah. had like start, started to like get some followers or whatever. And once people see my face, then like, they're gonna they're gonna kill me. Is what I that's what I had thought. <laughs> um, but before so before like I, people knew that I was a black woman, everybody assumed that I was a white dude mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. I would tweet things that people thought were funny. And so once my face was out there, they were like, "Word, what?" Mm-hmm. And like I would see people like retweet my tweets before them, be like, "Yo, this dude is funny as fuck." Oh no! And I'm just like, "Wow, look at yourself. Yeah. Wow. Look at what you're doing." Yeah. Yeah. So the decision was. 
Was it a, a nerve-wracking decision for you? Because, like, now you're stepping out of this shroud of, like, anonymity yeah. that can give us a lot of comfort when we're, like, interacting with people sure. on social media. I think the first thing I did was, like, I actually put, like, my personal website as a link to my Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And that Went had, like... the fourth wall. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that had, like, a page where, like, you could see... It, there was, like, an about page with my picture on it. And it was, like, still, like, it took a lot of work to find <laughs> out who I was when I was, like, this is terrifying. <laughs> I took a week to decide if I should do it. But, I mean, now it's kind of... Uh, it's kind of cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did it. And there are a lot of people out there who are, like, this is, like, a cool thing. And it's helped... It's helping them, like, see, like, representation and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really important. And so, like, to go back to the self-care thing, I think it's also important important to talk about that as a person of color, I guess, because mm-hmm. therapy and anxiety and depression and mental health are usually like topics that are meant for white people. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is our rapid fire question segment called Pew Pew Pew. pew, right. pew. And since you listen to the show, I won't break down what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm ready. Please. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first online handle? Like any account that you had to make a, a handle for? Um, John O. Son, because people used to call me John O. Yeah, when I was like nine. Because <laughs> that was the cool it's, thing to call a John O'Son-related name. An adult nickname for a nine-year-old. I I'm imagining you like walking in with a cigarette <laughs> and a paper. Like, in retrospect, I feel like they were making fun of me. Because <laughs> I was like this like fat. Asian kid <laughs> with like a bowl cut and they're like we're gonna give that guy the coolest name we can think <laughs> hey, of hey Jono how you doing <laughs> who would you let punch you directly in the face I'd let Lynn do it <laughs> oh, yes the most perfect dancer some fanfic was just born oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Then go, sorry then Lynn yeah. <laughs> you gotta punch her now <laughs> what is your favorite smell favorite smell like 5 a.m. in the morning when you walk outside. Ooh. Whoa. Like, Can't say I'm familiar. <laughs> I don't know about that life. But tell me more. And I like usually relate that actually to like engineering school and architecture school um, where we used to do all-nighters all the time. Mm. And so that smell now is like related to like relief and like finishing and going mm. home and not like necessarily waking up and getting up and going out and, and starting panicking. my day. <laughs> right, right. What, yeah. does, what does 5 a.m. smell like? It's always dewy. Like it always smells a bit dewy no matter like what the temperature is. Even mm-hmm. in the like dead of winter or like in the middle of the summer, it's like That's this so kind of cool dewy smell. Yeah, like moist earth. Yeah. Dewy and full of possibility. Yeah. Oh. And, and sleep. <laughs> Thank you for indulging us. <laughs> that was lovely. Oh. What are like some of your favorite corners of the internet? What is just like favorite corners of the internet? Um, if there was like a now CD, now that's what I call oh internet. Man. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I mean, I feel like your Twitter account. Now that's what I call internet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's the best parts. That's what you log on to Twitter for. <laughs> um, I mean, I just love. I love so many parts of Twitter. I love like my corner of Twitter. I love Black Twitter. I think like Black Twitter is like the lifeblood of yep. Twitter, and people Fact. need to talk Fact. about it more. And like, especially academia does not talk about black mm. twitter at all yeah. do you think they actively avoid talking about black twitter because it's like beneath like scholarly whatever i think it's just like they're afraid of talking about race in that way like there are a few black academics who are like really into like that intersection between the internet and like and race but again like the internet's another thing that's kind of like oh this is like for white people like yeah. technology and and stuff is like a, a white person thing and not like something that can include race and i think there's that's changing and i think that's um that's cool mm-hmm 
Um, how about a weird question? Yeah. Got a fan of Are we doing? A, are we getting oh, yeah. a weird question? Oh, yeah. oh, would you rather? Okay. Would you rather <laughs> fart glitter mm-hmm. or <laughs> sneeze sand? <laughs> <laughs> fart glitter or sneeze sand? Mm-hmm. Uh, fart glitter. Okay. Imagine. Good. I was just thinking. I was just thinking about pride. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's like, yeah, that would be a perfect place to glitter. So amazing. <laughs> just little clouds of glitter. <laughs> you can make a living straight off of that. That technique. That's true. Sneezing that's someone's sand. fetish. Yeah. But okay. So what about when it comes to like doing grown up activities with other grown up people, right? So you like at home after the club, and you're uh-huh. like getting undressed, and all this glitter just falls. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about like the remnants of. Like, yeah, like, it I mean, it's gotta go somewhere, right? <laughs> like, when you hold it apart, you gotta hold in that glitter. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my gosh. I think you could get your ways around that. Hmm. I feel like you could avoid that situation. What if you sneeze in bed? It's just like Beach City. <laughs> exactly. Shit. Like, like that who is wants much, that? Yeah, yeah. that's much. Yeah, more I difficult. think it's safe to say that sneezing sand is not. It would just hurt. I, it, well, I mean, Ugh. both of them. Like, glitter is sharp, too. <laughs> Ooh. Ow. This is a great place Everybody's to get a refill. <laughs> we all just set up a lot straighter. Okay, okay, okay. Since you got all the answers, would you rather mm. accidentally sext your sibling or accidentally sext your former boss? Oh, <laughs> former boss. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Because you like that relationship's already over. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to see you ever again. Yeah, I gotta at least see the other one at family reunions. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, and I don't want them knowing what I. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think I would go with sister. Because I can be like, Fabian, forget this. This never happens. No. <laughs> and she'd be like, okay. Yeah. See, that's the difference. Yeah. My brother's an asshole. And he okay, would well, never. He I'm would sure never. she would forget it. She would definitely bring it up inconveniently. Ah. <laughs> but oh, like, yeah. I could take that over like, I don't know. I feel like I always run into my old bosses. <laughs> I will see you again. <laughs> I mean, I have the added benefit where like, I think I like have switched fields every two years of my life. So like, I, <laughs> I kind of don't need those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye, so, entire yeah, architectural exactly. firm. Yeah, fuck it. World. <laughs> you know what? I might accidentally sex y'all on purpose just because I can. Yeah. Um, has anybody gotten an alien tattoo yet? Like, Are people like sending you pictures of their tattoos? Someone's gotten um, a tattoo based on a tweet. It wasn't like with the alien figure. I think the tweet was something like, I want to go home, said the astronaut, so come home, said ground control, so come home, said the voice from the stars. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. And someone got a tattoo of that, of like the phrase, so come home, with Mm -hmm. like surrounded by stars. Oh, my God. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. I feel like that would, like if somebody showed us in another round tattoo, I feel like the imposter syndrome would just like knock me on the floor. Yeah. You know, like, yo, this is your body. Part of it <laughs> is occupied by me forever. <laughs> forever. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, like, I told my mom that, and she was like, you should tell them not to get that. <laughs> like, you should tell them to, 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 to remove Use that. Use your influence. Like, tell them no. Yeah. Right. I would actually get an alien tattoo. Really? And so my next question was going to be, do y'all want to go get alien tattoos? <laughs> Magic tattoos. After this. Yeah. Just think about it. Just think about it. What were some of your, your favorite pieces of pop culture in, in your childhood? In my childhood, this is like this is, it's interesting. We didn't we like didn't get to talk about like growing up as like a child of immigrants too, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I think like has influenced my entire like who I am and my worldview and stuff. But like because my parents immigrated from China, like we didn't have a history of like pop culture. 
So mm. like I felt like I was figuring out pop culture at the same time they were. Mm. And so I didn't have like those references that a lot of I think kids like or like a lot of kids get. Only nineties kids know? will know this. Yeah. <laughs> but like so I, I, I like learned it when I was but like <laughs> Aqua was like a big <laughs> You better cite Aqua. Yeah, Aqua was a big one because my dad loved Aqua. Wait, what is who or what is Aqua? They're like this, what are they, like Swedish? No, I don't even know. They're like some pop, they're like some wild pop group. The Barbie girl people? Yeah, yeah. the Barbie girl yeah. people. That's all I know. Yeah. I, like, I don't know about Aqua all crazy. <laughs> we had like a VHS that was like a, a tour diary Ooh, of Aqua. So like I knew wow. all their names at one oh, point. Oh shit, they had names? Yeah. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but for whatever reason, my dad was like, he really loved Aqua. Um, and so like we grew up with Aqua playing in our house all the time. That is so cute. What has being a child of immigrants like done for you? Like talk to me about like the benefits of it. Let's see. That's a really good question. So one of them is like the, the fact that I think I grew up with this understanding that I would never fit in anyway. And I kind of grew up not really feeling like I fit in any way. So, like, instead of constantly kind of, like, struggling to fit in and to, like, to be part of the thing, I grew up with, like, this kind of resilience and this, um, this like, understanding that it's okay to not. Mm. And kind of like, okay, like, I'm just going to go through life not fitting in. And that actually is kind of empowering because you aren't worried as much about, um, like, pissing people off or being awkward or whatever. Mm. Um, you kind of just can go in and be like, okay, I'm going to do my thing. And, like, I'm not going to fit in anyway. So, like, yeah. I'm just going to do this. And you guys can deal with it. And if you're on board, you are. And if not, then, like, it doesn't matter <laughs> in yeah, a way. it took me 30 years to learn that. <laughs> I'm imagining you as a baby with, like, sunglasses. Like, <laughs> deal, with deal with it. All right. I'm Jono. <laughs> yes, I'm Jono. We out here. Bull cut and everything. <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, it's, like, it's affected my entire life. Because, like, when I was in engineering school, I was doing comedy and theater and, like, doing improv on the side. And everyone else was like, what? Why are you not <laughs> what is going on you're not supposed to be doing this <laughs> and then even like during my um, PhD program I was like oh I'm gonna like just like not like I'm gonna chill and like work on this book for a year yeah and people just fundamentally were just like I don't understand yeah, what are you doing what you're doing mm -hmm. um, and I was like that's fine mm -hmm. it's cool I'm were totally your with that. parents always supportive of your creative endeavors they are and mm -hmm. it's kind of funny because like my parents have like a, I guess a traditional classical Asian mentality and I've realized that it's essentially just um, they want their kids to, like, not go through risk. And the way they know how to do that is to say, like, oh, be, become a doctor or be a lawyer or something mm -hmm. that's, like, very stable traditionally mm -hmm. to them. Which is funny because, like, I think a lot of those, like, traditional occupations are going through a lot of stuff right now anyway. And they aren't as, like, risk averse as yeah. um, they might have been I guess and so we kind of did the creative stuff not against their blessing but they were like you should also be spending this time doing other stuff mm. but then like my my dad would come to like every single show we were Aww. in and like a year later he'd like bust out a line from that show oh. and like just in conversation yeah. you're like you were listening <laughs> you like remembered that for a Aww. year <laughs> and like you that carry that beautiful. inside you and it's it's really sweet when it when that stuff happens and it's great so Aww. yeah <laughs> uh, where can people find you and your work on the internet on the internet, I'm on Twitter at Johnny Sun, J-O-N-N-Y-S-U-N. -N -N. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm on Instagram at Jomny Sun, which is very confusing. <laughs> um, which is J-O-M-N-Y-S-U-N. <laughs> and on Instagram, I'm trying to like post like long form, like longer form like essays in like the comment section mm -hmm. of the thing, and that's been really fun. It's harder to do, so I like don't post as much. But yeah. I also am just using stories right now. Your stories mm -hmm. are so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yours are too. 
you're like, oh my god, look at this really pretty, just perfectly framed tree. <laughs> this is amazing. That's basically it. It's, yeah, it's around, like, really like pretty pictures. Yeah. yeah. I love like it. Leaves and I'm stuff. a fan. Yeah. I love it. Follow Johnny on all the things. Johnny, please come back and hang oh, out yeah, so we can absolutely. talk more about Broadway yes. and immigrant stuff yeah. and we can drink more and hang out. And yeah, friends. this was a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. No it was like problem. hanging out with like friends I've known forever. Oh, <laughs> please come back and do it more. Also, yeah. we still got to get those tattoos, so oh, yeah. you'll have to see Let's us again. Something she'd forget. Nope. Evan, guess what time it is? What time is it? It's an abasarians. Hey. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> it's an abasarians. Hey. Tabasarians. Hey. Who or what are you buying around for? My round this week is very, very simple. Okay. But this thing has stuck with me through sandwiches thick and thin. Aw. <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> That's right, folks. I'm buying around for Chipotle mayo. Ooh. I don't really have much to say other than it has aided every sandwich I've ever eaten. Mm. Like, I can't imagine this scenario where it's not helpful. So is this like a situation where like you have it in your home? So like when you make your own sandwich? I do. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I don't think I've ever owned a mayo that was not just like regular mayo. Ooh, Levels. you know about that? <laughs> Nothing. I'm Gary. Make some notes. Okay. Well, how do you feel about other flavored mayos? Like what? What about a what about a herbed mayo? A what? A herbed mayo. <laughs> That's a thing, right? Yeah. Herbed mayo. Yeah. I sorry. You just sounded like mad British for a second there. Well, herbed. At time, I don't have a British accent. <laughs> I at appreciate time, your restraint. I am British. <laughs> oh, oh, that's French. <laughs> I apologize. To I everybody. can't wait to go to <laughs> London. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? No. She said, oh. <laughs> oh my God, we've strayed from Mayo, which is oh, Mayo, the light of yes. the way. You're right. <laughs> All I want to say is if you, for some reason, are not experimenting with Chipotle Mayo, throwing uh-huh. it on a sandwich, if you don't want to like love, step up your sandwich game, I can see maybe that's why you're living this way. Right, right, but if you right. do, mm-hmm. peep the Chipotle Mayo. Okay, good round, good round. What are you um, buying around for, Trace? I am buying around for the most important singing group that no one knows about. Ooh. And when I say that no one knows about, that's not exactly true because people of Louisville, Kentucky, where okay. this group is from, <laughs> oh, we know. I'm curious. We know. <laughs> so um, there's not, not a whole lot of famous musicians that come from Louisville. I think that Wilson Pickett was from Louisville or buried in Louisville. I don't know. <laughs> the point is that there's not not a lot of famous musicians from Louisville. There's a group of three dudes named Playa, P-L-A-Y-A, who... I love confusing group names. You would never know that right. that's three humans. <laughs> exactly. Also, it's the Spanish word for beach. So, Ooh, you know? Playa. Yeah. Okay. Googling them is kind of tough. <laughs> <laughs> but... uh Playa really is like the pride and joy of Black Louisville, at least. But yeah, you know, in the 90s, like when Missy Elliott was like at the top of her game and Aaliyah was still alive at the top of her game, mm. Playa helped to write a lot of those songs. Okay. They sang background in a lot of Aaliyah stuff, a oh, lot shit. of Missy Elliott stuff. Yeah. And they're so good. I feel like their biggest song is one that people may recognize and they're like, oh, yeah, I heard that song somewhere before, but I don't know. That song is called Cheers to You. I would love to play some for you right now. Oh, 
Like it's just such a good mellow, a smooth groove, right? Yeah. So the entire album sounds more or less like that. Um, the group consisted of three men by the names of Smoke, Black, and Static Major. Oh my God! Sorry. <laughs> right, just, which is just like the remind most... me of that that governor from Maine, <laughs> <laughs> Shifty and Smoothie and Hooliwop, whatever he said. <laughs> Yo, these are the dudes. <laughs> these Maybe are the you dudes. Met them. And he's like, no, you got to believe me. These three black guys are unreal. <laughs> they exist for real. And they've been in Louisville the whole time. But one of the most beautiful love letters to my city of Louisville is a song the player made called I-65. I-65 is the highway that will take you to and through Louisville. And it's just so, it's just so good and beautiful. And I would love to go out on this song, if that's okay. Aw, Tracy. Again. Tracy Weebay. Hey. You know um, what makes me so happy? What? When people tweet me like, I just yelled out heaven, we made it, even though. <gasps> That's my favorite. <laughs> I don't know heaven or Tracy. <laughs> it's like, oh my yes, gosh. general affirmation, we made it. You just reminded me of somebody who tweeted us and said that her boyfriend came home one night. He had been like out with some friends drinking. This is a wholesome story. I know that a lot of stories <laughs> I know. don't I was like, go what good he places. Do? Dump him, trash. <laughs> but like he came home and like he he like sat down next to her. He's drunk and he's like, hi, everyone. I'm Heaven and I'm Tracy. This is another round with Heaven and Tracy. And just did like a whole like. <laughs> he did both parts. <laughs> yeah. And he did a whole segment. And I think the segment was Men Gotta Do Better. Yes. And I was like, this makes my heart oh my God. so happy. We're I need to find that. We are. Even the men can be taught, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. I know. Uh, but haven't we made it? <laughs> I hey. love that. I love that so much. <laughs> Thank you so much to Johnny's son for stopping by the studio. You are, I can't even, like, the whole pod squad just swooned for like 20 minutes after he left. Ray of sunshine. Everybody should follow him on Twitter. You can do that at Johnny Sun. That's J-O-N-N-Y Sun. He is Jomney Sun on Instagram. That's J-O-M-N-Y. And his book is called Everyone's an Alien When You're an Alien Too. It is instant favorite book. Yes. Um, so thank you to him. Shout out to the pod squad. Bah, bah, bah. This episode was produced by Nina Patuck and Julia Ferlin with editorial oversight from Eleanor Kagan and Meg Kramer and production support from Agarin Anish Ashagre and Alex Laughlin. They're the best in the show. I believe has gotten exponentially better since they have joined the pod squad. Facts. Shout out to our in-house musicians, Miss Jean Gray. You can follow her on Twitter at Jean Greasy and Don Will of Tiny Morgan, the rap group. You can follow him at Don Will. You can follow Heaven at Heaven Ranch. You can follow me at Broken McPoverty. Can you guys follow me on Facebook? Follow Heaven on Facebook. I'm trying to remember it's a thing. Is it a... <laughs> you sound so excited. <laughs> I am very thrilled for you to be following me on Facebook. <laughs> what uh, does your Facebook have like a... A, a fancy name. Is it's it? also Heaven Rants. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Follow Heaven on Facebook at Heaven Rants and Instagram, guys. I'm I'm working on it. Yeah, don't follow me on Facebook. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna add you. To be honest. <laughs> know, <laughs> your truth. know your truth. Yeah, you know it's just not. It's just not my. my you know thing. what else you should do? What? Rate us on iTunes. Ooh. Tell a friend. Ooh. Tell your mom. Ooh. Do all those things and sign up for our newsletter. It's so. Good. You can do that at BuzzFeed.com slash another round slash newsletter. Drink some water. Take your meds. Oh my gosh. Take your meds. Oh. I fucked up again. <laughs> it's <laughs> Take okay. Your meds. It's okay. Don't be like me, y'all. <laughs> and call your person. Your person loves you and wants to hear from you and wants to be there for you when you need them. Back up your data. Mm-hmm. Get some whipped shea butter. Ooh. Listen, my moisturization. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> It, it, you're it's right. Time it's time for to, us go. to go. Get some shade butter, stay moisturized. Whip it. <laughs> <laughs>
Bye. <laughs> All right, you're done. Let's go water. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs>